Well, good evening, LCM. Tonight is Wednesday, October 7th, 2020, and the title of tonight's sermon is Going Up Higher. Going Up Higher. Come on now, I know that some of you might still be throwing your hands up from Sunday, if you know what I'm talking about. Man, what a good word that Pastor Matt gave. I want you to take a look at this slide because it kind of influenced what I'm thinking tonight. This is an autobiography of D.L. Moody. This is the, the front cover of it. And in case you can't read it, let me read it to you, at least part of it. Someday you will read in the papers that D.L. Moody of, North, of East Northfield is dead. Don't you believe a word of it. At that moment I shall be more alive than I am now. I shall have gone up higher. That's all. Come on, now we're in a time in our lives and we're in a time in this church where we just need to take things up higher. Well, that's what the Lord is doing. Not only do we have a conference coming up in less than eight days. Less than eight days from now, we're going to be together. But the Lord is speaking to us. He's encouraging us. And he's trying to get us to go up higher. See, we're going up higher. Can somebody say amen? Amen. No more low living for the saints in this room. No more agreeing with your elders or agreeing what's said in person, but then uh, agreeing with the naysayers individually. I promise you, it's time for us to go on up higher today. Can somebody say amen? amen? Church, we're going up higher. This is LCM. And better yet, whoa, how does it get better than that? We're a part of the one association. That's how it gets better. That means we're going up higher. The Lord is, is going to lift us. He's going to help us. He's going to elevate the word of God. He's going to elevate the spirit of God. He's elevating intimacy with him as we learn to pray through the tabernacle. We're going up higher. Say going up higher. With being less than eight days with the, away from the conference, I promise you, we're getting ready to go up higher. Let's all turn to Deuteronomy chapter 1, and we're going to start in verse 23. Say, going up higher when you get there. Deuteronomy 1 and verse 23. Come on now, anybody need to go up higher tonight? Anybody need to rise above some of the difficulties that's been going on? Come on now, this is going to be a good word tonight. In verse 23 of Deuteronomy 1, it says this. The idea seemed good to me, so I selected 12 of you, one man from each tribe. They left and went up into the hill country and came to the valley of Heshol and explored it, taking with them some of the fruit of the land. They brought it down to us and reported, it is a good land that the Lord is giving us. Can I encourage you tonight, church, that it is a good land that God plans on giving you. He is giving up. We're in the midst of a good land. See, this is a recap of God's people getting ready for a season in which the entire group of people is going to go up higher. They're going to go up even higher than what they were before, from slavery to shunship. They're going to be entering the promised land, the abundant land. As this verse says, man, it is a good land. Can somebody say amen? Look at verse 26. Uh-oh, we have our first problem of the evening. But you were unwilling to go up. It's amazing. As much as God wants us to go up higher, there's some that are unwilling to go up. And what does that look like? It says that you rebelled against the command of the Lord, your God. You grumbled in your tents and said, the Lord hates us. So he brought us out of Egypt to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. Now, Moses is saying here, it's because they were unwilling to go up higher. They were unwilling to move as God directed them to move. And what did that look like? That looked like rebelling against God's commands. 
that looked like not following, unwilling to follow the very commands that God had said. That is one thing. But the next one gets me a little bit more right in my heart. It looked like grumbling in their tents. In the tent of your body. In the tent of the very center of these people. They were grumbling in the tents. Away from where anyone else could hear or so they thought. But God was keeping track. Listen to the ridiculous nature of what they said. I love the word of God because it shows us what's exactly in people's hearts. You grumbled in your tents and said the Lord hates us. What a ridiculous notion. How is that what these people thought? The Lord hates us. So he brought us out of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. So God blessed you so that he could then squash you. Now, that's, that's kind of silly, right? That's not what people who are going up higher think. But I got to be honest with you. Every time that we start doubting what God has already said, every time we get distracted, I'm not sure that that's not the exact same thing as grumbling in your tents. As a matter of fact, I know that it's grumbling in your tent. Anybody been praying through the tabernacle lately and realized that you grumble a lot more in your tent than you thought you do? I got to be honest with you. As I'm, as I'm engaging with the Lord, as I'm learning how to get closer to Him, I'm realizing that there's a lot of things that I'm just nervous about. There's a lot of things that I'm worried about. There's a lot of things that I'm fearful about. And to be honest, I didn't even know it was there until I began to pray in a more intimate way with the Lord. And I started to realize, man, this grumbling in the tents is not about somebody somewhere else. It really is about me. See, but we're not going to be those who grumble in our tents tonight. We're going to go up higher and we're going to overcome these things tonight. Think about this in Deuteronomy 29. Hold your place there in Deuteronomy 1. I'm going to quote to you something from Deuteronomy 29 and verse 19. It says, when a person, when such a person hears the words of this oath, he invokes a blessing on himself and therefore thinks, I will be safe even though I persist in going my own way. You know, those who are not able to go up higher, it's because of these two things. They're rebelling against what God says and or they're grumbling inside their own tents. Accusing God, discrediting his justice because it makes them feel better to do so. We'd rather fight to be weak than actually move forward. But that's not how it is for those who are going up higher. The idea that you can be safe and keep going in your own direction. Keep going with grumbling. After all, it's not hurting anyone else, is it? It's just in my own tent. I mean, I'm just saying it in the quietness of my own bedroom. The idea that we can be safe even though we persist in going our way. Look at the next phrase there. This will bring disaster on the watered land as well as the dry. The Lord will never be willing to forgive him. His wrath and zeal will burn against that man. Now let's be honest. If you thought that kind of the Lord will never be willing to forgive such a person. Would you have thought it was because it was someone saying that I will be safe even though I persist in going my own way? Out of all the list of things that could happen, that's not the thing that I would have guessed here. But this idea is for us tonight so that we can go up higher. Somebody says going up higher. So that that is not us here in this place tonight. We're not going to give way to grumbling. We're not going to give way to complaining. We're not going to give way to going our own way. See, in every way possible, God wants to help us to go up higher tonight. Singles, you're going up higher. You aren't going to be classified as those who persist in going your own way. 
You're only going to move as God directs you to move. Come on, isn't that right, Tisdale? Come on now. Come on, isn't that right, Timo? It's okay. Isn't that right, Timo? Yes. Amen. (laughs) He's not going to persist in going his own way. He's going to go up higher and follow the way of the Lord. Yeah, this is family night. I will come and visit you too. Don't you worry about that. Hey, husband's in the room. You're going up higher tonight. You're not going to be satisfied in going up higher personally while your wife is still grumbling in her tent. That's not the men of LCM. You're going to ensure that everyone under your care follows in your footsteps as you follow in the footsteps of God. Come on, that's the husbands of LCM going up higher tonight. Hey, wives. Yeah. Ooh. Timo, come on, man. Come on, man. That was strong from the women there. Wives, you're going up higher tonight. Higher than you could have ever done in another church, in another place, in another setting, or in another life. I promise you that you're going up higher tonight. See, you've moved away from those types of thinking. You're going up higher, higher in your discernment, higher in your service to your king and to the king. Can the ladies give me a good amen tonight? Uh Uh-huh. Families, you're going to go up higher tonight. You're never going to accept the low living, the faithless, the feckless existence that the world around us is in. That's not safe. Isn't it amazing that we think it's more safe to go our own way than to be in the dead center of God's will? What a ridiculous notion. But I thought it. But I'm not thinking it tonight. <laughs> that was some time in the past. But right now, I know because I'm going up higher in my thinking. I'm, it's not safe to go your own way. That's the most dangerous place that you can be. That's what Deuteronomy 29 just should have told you. That you are going to go and we're going to trust in the truest security that, the, that this entire kingdom has to offer. And that's following in the ways of the Lord. We're going to be willing and obedient and joyful because we're all going up higher tonight. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Back in Deuteronomy 1, which is where you are. Look at verse 28. Where can we go? Our brothers have made our hearts melt in fear. They say the people are stronger and taller than we are. The cities are large with walls up to the sky. We even saw the Anakites there. We even saw giants in this land. See, those who aren't going up higher have unwillingness. They have rebellion and grumbling, persistence in going their own way. See, now we can add blame shifting and a compromised perspective to that list of those who aren't going up higher. But LCM, you're going to go up higher tonight, amen? See, those valley dwellers, that low kind of living in the people, are always blaming their brothers for their own fearful heart. Always blaming someone around them for what goes on in them. They also begin to point to statistics, to so-called facts, the, the walls of adversity, the giants, so they can feel better about not going up and staying right where they are. But that's not you, LCM. Somebody say, that's not me. That's not the one association. Come on, we're going to go up higher tonight. We're going to elevate our thoughts. We're going to elevate our heart. And we're going to get right close to where God is. See, we're going to start looking at things the way that he does. We're going to start having his very thoughts, his very emotions about it. You're going up higher tonight, church. Your willingness, 
your obedience, your praise-filled attitude, your tenacity to go his way and only his way. Come on now. I don't want to go my way. I've done that enough times in the past. Even I thought I was well-intentioned about it. Lord, I think this is good, but I never actually asked him. I just picked my own direction. See, you're going up higher tonight, though, church. You're not going to blame shift. You are where you are because of the choices that you make. You are where you are because of how much you have either risen to be him or you've decided not to rise up to him. But we're going to be a whole church full of people to decide that we're going to go up higher tonight. You don't blame shift. You don't focus on the so-called facts of the details around you. You, you walk in the truth of God's word because you know it's the key. Somebody say key. It's the key to going up higher. Look at verse 29. Then I said to you, do not be terrified. Do not be afraid of them. Of who? The ones who were bigger and taller and stronger? The giants. Yeah, you're not supposed to be afraid of them. The Lord your God who is going before you. Somebody say, that's good news. He's going before you. And he will fight for you. Now, I got to tell you a quick little story. My little brother is a big, big dude. He's a big dude. He, he is as strong of a human being as you can find. I got to tell you, even though I'm the older brother, it was kind of nice to know he was uh, around when we started getting into high school together. When we started being in the same places together. Because uh, I, I could walk a little taller because I knew that I'd have somebody fighting with me. I knew that I had somebody fighting for me. How much more the Lord of all creation that's going to help you to go up higher, who's going before you, and he's fighting for you. Come on now. He's fighting for you as he did in Egypt, by the way. Yeah, he defeated the largest, most powerful army in the world. That's the kind of fighting for you that you get. He did it before your very eyes and in the wilderness, in case you forgot about that. There you saw how the Lord your God carried you. At least we got one man who understands that we need to be carried. That he actually got us up higher. He lifted us up and carried us as a father carries his son. All the way you went until you reached this place. My goodness now, if you understand what this passage is saying, it should drive out every ounce of fear that you have today. Every ounce of fear that you have about the situations that you're in not working out. <laughs> See, those who are going up higher, they understand that there's no place for fear. Why? Because our God goes before us. And our God fights for us just like he did all the way back then. And he even carries us when we get too tired. Come on now. I like it. I, I, I've often looked at uh, the little babies in their, in their car seats, and I'm like, that is really a nice life. I guess that's just me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I get fed, I get cleaned, somebody puts me in a little contraption, and they just carry me around all day. You think the Lord does anything different for you? <laughs> the Lord is carrying us, church. He is helping us. He is lifting us. He's causing us to go higher. See, God is going before you. But that means that you have to move just as he moves. God is fighting for you. 
That means you have to follow your commander onto the field and wherever he may go. God is even carrying you. He is elevating you. He's helping you to go higher. Does anybody need to go higher tonight? Why do you need to get rid of fear in your life? So you can keep going higher. Why do you need to rid yourself of low thing, low thinking so you can keep going higher? You have to do this because as you move forward, you're able to be elevated in God's presence. And God's presence always helps you to go higher. Let's turn to Joshua chapter 3. We've seen it in the law. Now let's look at this in the prophets. Because we're going to keep going higher tonight. Joshua 3, in verse 1. Come on, say going higher when you get there. Come on, the Hewitts are going higher every day. Every year I'm watching their lives just begin to soar. I love it. Joshua 3, 1 says this. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. Just accept it. After three days, come on now, after three days, the officers went throughout the camp giving orders to the people. Hey, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, who by the way are Levites, in case you forgot that part, carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Come on now, church, this is the moment in the history of Israel, that you see the entirety of the nation, they're about to go up higher. They're right on the cusp of a breakthrough. Hey, church, when you see the ark, hey, people of God, when you see the ark, see, they were led around by the pillar of fire. They were led around by a pillar of cloud, and now they're looking for the ark of the covenant. They're looking at the ark of the testimony to help them understand where they go. The priests who are Levites, Why would you need to tell that to someone? The priests who are Levite, these are the people who understand exactly who they are. Perhaps it was a reminder in this moment. See, those Levites, those who have shown you that they're willing to uphold the righteous standard with sword in hand, even above their own families. Come on now, that's that's going up higher. God is raising up a group of people here who are going to be able to stand sword in hand, upholding the righteous standard, regardless of who else is around. That's going up higher. That's not an easy task. Most are going to fail at that, but not those here in this room. We're going to let God raise us up and take us up higher so that we can do this as a kingdom of priests. When you see these men, when you see these men who've been set apart, When you see these men who have a covenant with the Lord because they're willing to stand with him no matter what. You guys do realize this has been an ongoing theme for weeks and months in this church, right? That we will stand with the Lord regardless of who else is standing against us. You don't even need to look around to figure out where anybody else is standing. You need to find out where the Lord is saying, and you move where he's saying. You follow him, and you go stand right where he told you to stand. That's the only thing that you need to worry about. It's actually the most freeing, simplifying, uncomplicated place to stand. Oh, it's difficult, 
but we're going to stand just like these Levites did. See, because when you see these men and they're carrying the ark, they've lifted it up. They've got it in its right place. These men who were elevating it, you get to do the same thing in the same manner, in the same way that you see other men doing it. When you can look to Elder Charlie, you can see someone who is a Levite, who's doing this right, that you can follow in the same way. Not just follow in your own thought processes, but you move and you follow in the same kind of way that God is moving in the men above you, in the men around you. See, when you see see men who are going up higher, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to move out from your position. You got to, somebody say move. You got to move. You got to move out from your position and follow. Somebody say follow. You got to move from your position. You got to move from your comfort. Sometimes you got to move from your house. Sometimes you got to move away from your family. This is the story of how you become in a position where you can go up higher than what you are before, than where you were before. My family, we moved to the Austin area. We moved there, and I was there, and we we were troubled about some things. And it wasn't until I saw priests like Matthew Pirro. It wasn't until I saw priests and Levites like Eric Stevens, and they were carrying something that I didn't have on my shoulders. They were carrying it in a way, and they were elevating the Word of God in a different way than what I knew and what I understood. They were my friends. I loved them. But I saw something on them that was different than where I was. They were carrying the very presence of God. From the beginning, I saw that LCM... They had the Ark of the Testimony, the Ark of the Covenant of God. And I had to get, I got to a point where I just had to move. I followed the words of the Lord. I said, I've got to move and I've got to be a part of that. I'll sell my house. I'll move here without a job. Because I see something in these men. They're carrying something and it's making me hungry. I want to carry the same thing. I want to move like these men are moving. I knew that what I had wasn't enough. You know, in that season, we were worried about our kids. I was worried about Gabe. I was worried about Olivia. I was worried about Anna, that they wouldn't know the same type of power of the Holy Spirit that I knew. It's in more activity than you can shake a stick at. But none of it very meaningful. None of it very meaningful at all. We had to move. Because when you see the Lord moving, you have to move and be in step with Him. You have to move. You can't stay still and be going up higher. You have to move. See, the next part of this says that you have to follow. You don't get to just move where you like. Get a little toddler and get them moving. Here, go this way. You guys see, you guys see these kids leaving to the back? I just said use guys, didn't I? That's for you, Rosales. <laughs> use guys. 
I don't know that I've ever said that in my life. <laughs> that was just for y'all. You friends here in the room see the children leaving. Y'all see them leaving. It's like herding cats. The idea of getting all these little ones just through that door is, is a real task. The truth is, is it's so representative of our lives and our walk. The Lord just wants us to go right here. Some just sit on the stage. Some turn and cry and go to their parents. Others just start walking and have no real idea where they're going. Huh. At least that's just the kids, huh? I got to go do something. Pastor said to move. Where, where are you going? I don't know. No, you have to move out. <laughs> Y'all are laughing because it's true. You are to move out from your position and follow a purposeful direction that you move out from your position and you follow where he is leading you. I didn't just move to LCM. I didn't just move to Houston. I began to follow what's going on here at this church. We've been here less than six and a half years. I began to follow the teachings in a different way. I had heard them before. I had even visited. But it was different after I moved and then began to follow the teaching. I mean, I'm talking about the kind of following that caused me to minister to my wife in a better way than I ever had before. I was so deficient, and the Lord allowed me to see men who were carrying God's presence, and I moved, and I began to follow. It helped me to minister to my kids in a better way. I had to follow the way that was being shown. How blessed my life has been. I can't tell you how much I have personally been blessed because of moving out and following what God has for me. Praise God that he is not a respecter of persons. It is not because I'm in some other category. It's because I moved out. It's because I'm following with all of my heart. And you know what I still do every day? I still want to make sure that I'm moving out the way the Lord is saying, that I'm still following. I go back and, and I listen to sermons. Anybody do that in here in this place? Man, I go back and I, and I go over the teachings. Do I still have it? Could, could I do that from memory? Is it down in my soul yet? I got to keep working at it. I'm not as smart as some of you guys. This is not false humility. Humility. I have to work at this because I want it down inside my soul. I want it to direct everywhere that I'm going. It's been more than I could have hoped for to be here. It's been more than I could have ever achieved on my own. By far. In just six and a half years. This is the pathway for anyone who wants to move out and follow. These are the results that you can expect. To wholeheartedly go after this. It'll help you go up higher every time. I promise. Let's look at verse 4 in Joshua 3. Then you will know which way to go. Well, thank you, Lord. Since you have never been this way before, but keep a distance 
of a thousand of about a thousand yards between you and the ark. Don't go near it. You've never been this way. It's okay. Because you're going up higher and you have someone to move for and you have someone to follow. God has put this within your life. See, I did what I knew before I got here. Can I just tell you it wasn't enough? That's my own evaluation of my own life. It's true. See, coming here to LCM allowed me to move and follow a way of life that I could not have done it on my own. If I could have done it on my own, I would have already been doing it. (laughs) If I could have fixed it on my own, I would have already fixed it. If I could have gone up high enough, I would have already done it. But I couldn't. But praise God that He put me in a place where I can move out and follow exactly what I was supposed to do. Look at verse 5. Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. What if you knew that tomorrow the Lord was going to do amazing things? You might have a sense that the One Association Conference is going to be good. But I'm not even talking about the conference yet because that's eight days away. Less than eight days away. What if you knew that tomorrow God was going to do something absolutely amazing in your life? Wouldn't that, want you to, wouldn't that cause you to want to rise up and go higher and be ready to consecrate yourselves? Consecration is an actual sign. When you walk in a consecrated manner, you are saying, I'm believing that on any given day, at any given moment, the Lord can do something amazing because that's who He is. So I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep following. And I'm going to consecrate my life so that, that, is, that I'm ready at any moment for Him to come. Verse 6, Joshua said to the priest, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people. If you want to be a priest, that's your job. Get out in front of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. Somebody say move. Move. Somebody say move. Move. Verse 7. And the Lord said to Joshua, today I will begin to exalt you. Oh, going up higher. I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel so that they may know that I am with you. Well, it's just like Deuteronomy. He goes before us. He fights for us. He's with us. Just as I was with Moses. Somebody say, follow. Joshua is learning now that the exact same thing that happened in Moses' life is happening in his life. When you consecrate yourself, God is able to exalt you. He is able to lift you up. He is able to take you higher. God is with you, saints. LCM. God is with you. He's going before you. He's preparing a way for you. He's allowing men to go and walk before you in paths that they might not have known, but you get to see these men walk in it. That's so you can go up higher tonight. This should give you great confidence. Because I know you, I want to help you to be able to walk in great confidence tonight. I want you to be able to walk in confidence on a daily basis that no matter the difficulty, you can move out, you can follow, you can even take a stand on what God is saying because He's with you. And you don't just believe that because it was said to you and taught to you in Sunday school. It's something that is real and viable in your life. This should help you overcome any adversity, any difficulty. you got to have an attitude of gratitude. What did the pastor say? You, you have to gain altitude in your attitude from Sunday. 
with joyfulness abounding. Why? Because he's moving and you're following and that is you going up higher. Let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1, let's look at verse 17. Hey, am I making sense to you tonight? Chapter 1 of Jeremiah, verse 17. Get yourselves ready. Get yourselves ready. Move out from your position. Follow him in what he's leading. Stand up. Somebody say, stand up. And say to them whatever I command you. Do not be terrified by them or I will terrify you before them. There's no place for fear in this house. There's no place for fear uh, for men and women who are being raised up, who are going up higher tonight. When you're moving and following the Lord, you are able to stand up. Somebody say stand up. Because you're going up. No longer is your speech lined with grumbling in your tent. You stand up. Somebody say, stand up. up. You go up and you say whatever he commands. Man, isn't that different than grumbling in your tent? Trying to hide what you really feel? Saying one thing but feeling another? When you are moving and following and you stand where he tells you to stand, you say what he tells you to say. Without apologies. Without apathy. Without appeasement. You just start saying exactly what God says exactly what he tells you to say and you don't shade it you don't soften it you don't change it you stand up that attitude that says i'm going to stand exactly where he tells me to stand church fear is not an option get it out of your head as an option quit allowing it to stay around because it's just normal it's not normal for those who are going up higher It is the norm for those who don't go anywhere. They don't move. They don't follow. They don't stand. And they surely don't go up higher. Look at verse 18. Today I have made you a fortified city. Woo! An iron pillar. A bronze wall to stand against the whole land. Against the kings of Judah, its officials, its priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you. Hey church, don't you worry. There's difficulties ahead. Whether you're dealing with the little gnats that are going to try to keep you from the conference. Or you're dealing with giant pterodactyls trying to rip your head off. There's going to be people fighting against you. There is going to be difficulties. Isn't that right, Steve? But God is with you and you must stand with him. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you. Look at this. For I am with you. Those should be some of the most encouraging words in all the scripture to you. If God is with you, then what what do you need to be afraid of? Nothing. You know the answer, but in our hearts, we have to get this down in us. We have to move the way he's moving. We have to follow him. And we got to stand up. We have to develop the idea that says, I will stand where God tells me to stand or die trying. Those are the only options that we should have within our lives. I am with you and will rescue you. God is forming you, church. He's fashioning you into a fortified city, an iron pillar, a bronze wall. You will be in a fight, 
but they will not overcome you. Who's the they? I don't care. It doesn't matter. Good answer. It doesn't matter who's against you. It doesn't matter what the situation is. you got to go up higher and know that he's with you. I don't have to go anywhere. I can stand where he tells me to stand. Why? Because he's with me. Because he's with you, church. Come on, anybody know that God is with you tonight? Can you feel that rising in your heart? He's with you. Say it with me. He's with me. Say it again. He's with me. That's why you can stand. And that's why you must stand. Because he's with you. We stand with him. Where he tells us to stand is exactly where we stand. And we go nowhere else until he says so. And if we don't hear... (laughs) I used to have this little problem as a parent. I know all of you guys are perfect. Just sharing from me. I would put Gabe in timeout. Usually I'd spank his booty, but... Every once in a while, I just got tired of hitting him. So (laughs) I got tired of spanking him, so I put him in timeout. My problem was is that I would forget. (laughs) Just wear him out, sometimes spank him and put him in timeout, and then I'd kind of go off and forget about it. (laughs) I'd forget. And he would still be right there wherever I left him a long time later. Maybe we should be like that. Oh, I don't mean me. I mean him. We're standing exactly where God told us because he doesn't forget. He didn't get distracted. He didn't go off and change his mind. He told you to stand somewhere, so you stand there. If he never tells you to move, then that's where your bones and your skeleton should be one day. That's it. I'm right here. (laughs) God is right, and I'm going to stand with him. I'm surely not going to stand with some fickle people around me. I'm not going to stand with those who don't stand with the Lord anyway. I'm going to stand with him because he's right. He is just. He is true. Deuteronomy 32, 3. I got to read it. I got to read it to you. Verses 3 and 4. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. Oh, praise the greatness of our God. He is the rock. His works are perfect. All his ways are just. Somebody say all. All. If some of his ways were just, that'd be really good. But all of his ways are right, are trustworthy. A faithful God who does no wrong, even if you're in difficulties, he hasn't done anything wrong. Stand where he told you to stand. Upright and just is he. This is the reason we can stand. Why? Because he's the rock. And we don't have to move because he doesn't move. Revelation 16, 7. And I heard the altar respond. Well, huh. We're, we are now getting a glimpse into heaven. I heard the altar respond. Yes, Lord God Almighty. True and just are your judgments. What is it like to have the altar? If the altar could speak. Some of y'all just got nervous just thinking about it. If these steps could talk about the whispers that you whispered into it. But this altar is the heavenly altar. The altar in heaven is speaking. I love that. I don't know. There's something about this. I just love this verse. Every time that you stand 
at the altar. Every time that you're praying through the tabernacle and you get to the altar and you put to death, you burn it up, what causes compromise in you? You go up higher. Every time you, you call out something that is really there and you make the right kind of sacrifice, the altar knows it. The altar knows who said they were going to do something and those who actually made it there and produced the sacrifice because the altar is there. The altar knows what we've just said versus what we actually accomplished, whether we moved out and followed God and actually took a stand where He is. That kind of altar says, Lord, (laughs) you don't ever miss anything. You catch the ones who are trying and who are being lifted up. You see the ones who honestly give and put to death the compromise. You see the ones, Lord, who make the right sacrifice on this altar. And that means that you are true and just in everything that you do. Come on now. What is the altar saying about you tonight? I know what it says about the Lord. It says that he's true and that he's just. And we're going to go up higher tonight, church. We're going to get it. When you keep going up higher, you move differently. When you keep going up higher, you start following differently. You start standing differently. You ever seen somebody who just had an air of confidence about them? You ever seen somebody who was so afraid they couldn't look you in the eye? It took place with someone that I know last week. Took my daughter on a little birthday lunch, saw somebody who in the carnival and carnal Christian world is a titan who literally couldn't look at us in the eyes when he spoke. (laughs) See, that's not you tonight, though. That's not going to be you. See, we can say just and true are you God Almighty because we're going to stand where you tell us to stand. You're going to stand, church. You're going to stand exactly where God tells you to stand. Because he is helping you to get and to go up higher. Let's turn to 1 Chronicles chapter 14. First Chronicles chapter 14. I just want us to go up higher tonight. I just, I just want us to, to go up higher from where we entered in this room tonight. Distracted. Gnats flying around, bothersome things, little sicknesses, little difficulties, things that are getting in the way. I just want us to go up higher tonight. I want us to, to, to move close to what God has for us. Look at First Corinth, uh, I'm sorry, First Chronicles 14 and verse 13. It says this, once more the Philistines raided the valley. So David inquired of God again. You can, you can preach a lot on this. David had already inquired of the Lord because the Philistines attacked. Lord, what do you want me to do? He said, go, and I'm going to give them into your hand. And he went face to face, and he be- defeated them. Once more, the Philistines raided the valley. So David inquired of God again, and God answered him, do not go straight up, but circle around them and attack them in front of the balsam trees. See, when you move out to follow the Lord... You're never going back. You're never going down. You're always going up higher when you move in the ways that he tells you to. When you stand where he tells you to stand. Think about Ezekiel chapter 1. 
you get a picture of the throne of God. And we have these angelic creatures there with four faces in every direction. No matter what direction God moves, it's always forward. Yeah, but I went to the left that time. Yeah, that's still forward for him. But what we would call back, no, that's still forward. See, when you're actually moving correctly in doing this, it doesn't matter the direction. And here's, here's something else for you. When you move rightly and you're aiming at the Lord, you're going to go up higher. In any direction that you go because you're moving the way He tells you to. It's always forward when you're moving and following and standing where God says. Look at verse 15. As soon as you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees, move out to battle. Because that will mean God has gone out in front of you to strike the Philistine army. Church, can I encourage you what, I, what the Lord blessed me with while I was reading this? You have to have even your hearing go up higher. <laughs> you have to have your hearing be aimed at something higher. David and his men had to be listening to the sound of marching in the tops of trees. Their hearing had to get elevated. Their lives had to be elevated. Going up even higher in your hearing tonight is our goal. Can somebody say amen? amen. You got to... As soon as you hear the sound of the marching in the tops of the balsam trees, move out to battle. Because that will mean God has gone out in front of you. There He is again. He's out in front of you again. Can I assure you of something? God is never behind you. <laughs> He's always out in front of you, leading you. He's going out in front of you to strike the Philistine army. you got to move out to battle. Here he is again, out in front of you, going before you, making a way for you, showing you how to walk. Here he is again, whether it's through the sea or the battlefield or in your life. God is always out in front of you, church, even when his footprints aren't seen. It's also why God sends men ahead of you so you can see their footprints when needed as they move, as they follow, as they stand in God's providence. Let's look at verse 16. So David did as God commanded him, and they struck down the Philistine army all the way from Gibeon to Gezer. So David's fame spread throughout every land, and the Lord made all the nations fear him. See, David followed exactly what God was saying. He, he moved out the way he was supposed to. He followed the command of the Lord. And David's name, his name, was feared in all those nations as David took his stand exactly where God told him to. These are demonstrations of David being able to go up higher. And he got seated on the very throne of Israel. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 6. It says this. And God raised us up with Christ. Going up higher. And seated us with Him in the heavenly realms. In Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages He might show the incomparable riches of His grace. Expressed in His kindness to us in Christ Jesus. He raised us up in Christ. Is anybody familiar with this passage? You should have it. You should be praying through your 12 gates and have it in your pocket and have it posted in your home that you are seated with Him. You have been elevated. You have been going up higher with Him. 
talk about going up higher. You're with him. We've got to occupy this higher seat now. Isn't it easy to say, yes, I've been seated with Christ? If you're actually seated with him, if you've actually gone up higher, then what should trouble you about the civilian affairs that you're in? What, what should trouble you about the difficulties there? Why? None of that should be troubling to you. Why? Because you are seated with him. You've been raised up. Let's only let us live up to what we've already attained. What's been given to us as we move, follow and stand for him here. We are raised and seated with him there. We are going to go up higher tonight exactly where he is and do exactly what he does. Why? In order that in the coming ages, the incomparable riches of his grace has been expressed to us in his kindness through Christ Jesus. Let's turn to Colossians chapter 3. We've got two more passages of scripture and then we're going to be able to stand exactly where God tells us to stand tonight. Colossians 3 and verse 1. It says this, Since then... You have been raised with Christ. Sounds very similar to that language. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. See, you've got to set your hearts on things above. Not just anywhere. Not not just anywhere that you'd like to set your heart. You have to set it on things above. If you're going to go up higher, you have to start by setting your heart on things above. Not on worries about your kids. Not on worries about your family, about your finances, about how you're going to get to and fro. You have to set your heart on things above. You have to move out from your position. You have to follow Christ rightly into the heavenly realms and you have to take your stand. Verse 2, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Church, it's not just your mind that you have to set on things above. I'm sorry, it's not just your heart. It's also your mind. Doesn't the word of God know us well? Speaking of the kids going to the back, speaking of hurting cats, if I can get my mind set on things above, then my heart becomes fearful. If I can get my heart rightly set, then my mind is wandering. The Word of God is saying, you've got to get both of these things set. You've got to go up higher. You've got to get it where it's supposed to be. Why? Because that's where Christ is. That's how you're going to be elevated. I have a slide for you that I want to put up here as we get ready to close out. When we are moving when God says to move, Our hearts and our minds go up higher. They're able to be seated with Him. When we are following how and where God says to follow, our hearts and our minds are able to go up higher. When we take our stand in the power of the resurrection, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear. You died, and your life is now hidden with Him. We've got to move and follow and stand exactly where the Lord tells us to. For the final verse tonight, let's turn to Ezekiel chapter 36. 
we've got to do more than just say we want to go up higher. I've said for a long time in my life that I wanted to be as close to God as possible. <laughs> it wasn't until LCM, till we moved and followed and took our stand here at LCM that our life began to be shifted in an incredible way. And you've been able to see it. If you've been with us for that long, you've seen it in us. <clears throat> You're still seeing it in us. See, it's more than just saying, I want to get closer to you, Lord. Lord, I want to move. I want to follow. I want to stand where you tell me to stand. There's a process of actually going up. And Ezekiel chapter 36 helps us to see this. Verse 25. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. Whew. Sounds like the labor, doesn't it? I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you to move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. See, what is necessary is not us just trying harder in our own strength. It's not just about us wanting to go up higher. It's about us having the Spirit of God be rebirthed in us, that our stony heart can be taken out and a heart of flesh replace that very spot. Verse 27, I will put my Spirit in you. And what does His Spirit being put in you do? It moves you. It moves you to do something. But what does it move you to do? To follow. To follow His decrees. And to be careful to stand on His laws. The Spirit of God is what we desperately need tonight. We're gonna, I'm going to ask that you all stand to your feet now. I don't need to ask you if, you're, if you want to go up higher because this is LCM. What I want to encourage you to do here in the next few minutes. Um, where's John? Can I have the elders come down to the front? Pastor? I want to give somebody who can pray with you if you need it. Somebody who can help you and understand about how to go up higher. These men who are walking before you. Able to go before you and show you a way that maybe you haven't even been. I desire for you to go up higher because the Lord has blessed my life and I'm still desiring more of it. I want His Spirit to be in each of us tonight. To be in each of us in a fresh way that'll give boldness to us, Leslie, that'll allow us to stand exactly where God tells us to stand. To be able to move out and follow Assad in every way that God is leading because it's His Spirit that empowers us to do so. If you come down to the front, there are going to be men who are going to pray for you and lay hands on you and watch the Holy Spirit of God be renewed in your life. <laughs> if you stand in your seats, Stand with your hands lifted up to the heaven and ask Him to fill you right where you are.
this is how you're going to go up higher tonight. Is you're going to have the power of the Holy Spirit at work within you now. Within you right now so that you can move out from your position. So that you can follow His decrees and His laws. That you can stand exactly where He tells you to stand. Even it cost you your life. You trust it to the resurrection power that He has. Mighty God, we love you. Lord, we cry out to you tonight that your spirit would move in this place. That your spirit would be in us to move us to follow your decrees. That we would stand exactly where your word tells us to stand, mighty God. Lord, move upon us tonight, Lord. That we might be ready for you to move. That we might make ourselves ready tonight to move out to follow you and to take our stand in your presence, mighty God. Overwhelm us with your spirit tonight, Lord. Encourage us with your word. Lead us, Lord. We want to go up higher tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name.